Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. This segment of the show is brought to you by the Values Institute and features Buck Blanton of ECM Financial. Buck, welcome to the show. Hey, Bill. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to hear. Good to hear your voice, and uh, uh, I'm really excited about this interview because you've you we talked on the telephone and you brought up some really interesting points that our listeners are really going to find valuable. But Buck, before we get into that. We always like to start by getting to know a little bit about our guests. Could you share a little about your background and how you got into this particular line of work? Sure. Uh, I've been in the financial services industry in different capacities for about 33 years. Uh, when I started in the industry, my first real gig happened to be around qualified plans, but it was almost specifically to doctors. And that's a very uh, niche market to work with. But as time has gone by, uh, especially pull that forward to about 2010, a lot of things from 2006 forward were really starting to emphasize a changing world in the fiduciary side of qualified plans. And so I decided that that was probably going to be a good place to go, uh, to go lay my hat again. Mm-hmm. So you have the background of working with business and business owners, and I've known you for a long time, my friend, but in those days you were working with the owners on things like how to reward executives and how to uh, take care of the business and your estate planning and all that kind of stuff, so that gave you great background. But now this emerging practice area that you're working in um, is a lot more scary from what we've talked about because business owners don't realize that if they have a... 401k plan or another type of a qualified plan like a profit sharing, they have some fiduciary duties and obligations, and if they breach those, it can really hurt. So tell us a little bit about um, what you do as a process and walk us through what the problem is. Oh, great. Be happy to. One of the things that we typically run into in this area, as you can imagine, the, the rules were really written uh, to a lot of this effect back in 1974 with ERISA. And ERISA was an act that was the Employee Retirement Income Security Act. But we've kind of let a lot of time go by and a lot, of, a lot of water has gone under the bridge. So we don't really, it's not in the forefront of our thought. Uh, in the late 1990s and early 2000s, when we had a lot of escapades and shenanigans with uh, companies and money moving across the border of the corporate line in different areas, uh, Congress and the government decided that they wanted to get back into this world and bring it back to the forefront with the Pension Protection Act of 2006 and a couple of years later with the Dodd-Frank Act. And what, what's really happened is things that, that we, we probably knew many years ago uh, are being brought back into our vision again to understand that we have a responsibility uh, when we run qualified plans as a business owner or in that world we'd call it a plan sponsor. That person has a responsibility of due care and due loyalty to the participants. And sometimes we forget that when we, when we run plans and we do other things. But as you said, those breaches can become kind of onerous. A couple of statistics 
uh, audits have gone up of plans in the last few years by about 25%. In the last couple of years, the DOL has hired more than a 1,000 new enforcement agents to put some more boots on the ground for those audits. Now, that's the Department uh, of Labor. That's the Department of Labor, a federal agency that oversees these types of plans, right, Buck? So the government is that's basically correct. hiring up, just like the IRS is hiring up for for audits of, of tax returns, the, the Department of Labor is really going after this because they see, they see plans that may be run uh, sloppily or, or uh, just not up to, up to their standards, right? That's correct. In, in the last uh, audit year, the 2013 audit year, there were 3,566 audits performed by the Department of Labor and more than $2.7 billion, with a B, dollars in fines and penalties were levied. Now, who pays those fines and penalties? The, the, uh, they could be they could be paid by the uh, the plan as a reimbursement of expenses. It could be an investment advisor who might have been paid too much for uh, the services that he was he or she were was actually performing to the plan instead of what time as, as time went by and everybody fell asleep at the switch and really quit looking at uh, is everything prudent and up to date and is it current to the market. So those are the kind of things that you look at. But the biggest thing that I think most plan sponsors or business owners, your, your biggest target market uh, of who's listening to your show, I believe, is that all of those things can be done and levied against uh, corporate officers personally. It's not your corporate seat that might get sued or uh, levied. It's going to be you personally. Oh, so if I have a corporation to shield myself from some kind of liability of the acts of the corporation that doesn't shield me from potential um, acts uh, of negligence that happen in the plan that's correct and a lot of people assume for a lot there's a lot of assumptions let's let's go through two or three one is that i have a an investment manager uh it could be an insurance carrier it might be fidelity it might be uh, td ameritrade it might be whoever you might have your plan with the assumption is that that group or that uh, entity is going to take care of me and uh different suits that have come forward have, have proven out that those people, those record keepers, third-party administrators, and others are and planned parties in interest are not going to stand up with you in court. They're going to back out, and that's going to be your responsibility as the plan sponsor. And it could be uh, trustees of the company, could be the owners of the company. Those people are the ones that are going to be liable. Is, is the people that sign on the bottom line of the plan document where it says trustee, is that who we're talking about here? That's correct. Okay, and it, those it and those signatures are that. And the, okay, can go beyond. And those are signatures. Those are individual signatures, not John Doe, comma president of the corporation. Right? He's signing That's as an individual. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Do they know that? <laughs> most of them don't. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about something in a minute. But most of the time, as you said, process. We start out normally with a little assessment with uh, anybody that we meet or we're referred to in this role, and we, we hand them an assessment sheet with anywhere from a dozen to 16 questions. And normally after about five or six questions, the lights are starting to go on as to potential liability. And now, now they're, they're kind of paying attention uh, to the kind of things that you have to perform in the plan as a fiduciary that are being watched, engaged by the Department of Labor, 
even if you're not doing them. So that, that's what's going to happen in the end. That's what creates usually a fiduciary breach. We're talking with Buck Blanton. Of e- Buck, is it ECM Financial? I'm sorry, I don't have it written ECM down. ECM Group. E- of ECM Group. We're going to take a short break, Buck, and come back with some client stories and talk more about this issue. We'll be right back after this commercial. Great. ECM Group is the home of fiduciary coaching. Webster's Dictionary says a coach is one who instructs or trains. At ECM Group, we instruct and train 401k plan fiduciaries to understand their role and responsibilities in guiding their corporate retirement plan. If you are like most business owners or executives, you need to run your business or do your job full-time. And 401k fiduciary compliance just isn't your day-to-day skill set. Let the prudent experts at ECM Group coach you through the 401k minefield of fiduciary compliance. For information, contact Buck Blanton at 904-955-0853. That's 904-955-0853. Business succession and exit planning is hard, and everyone says you should start early. But where can you hear a lot of ideas from a lot of professionals so you can decide what's best for you? At ExitCoachRadio.com, we're interviewing over 150 advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Welcome back, friends. Just a reminder, we've interviewed dozens of advisors on a wide variety of topics, and you'll find all of their interviews and highlights online at exacoachradio.com and on iTunes at itunes.exacoachradio.com. I'm talking with Buck Blanton of ECM Group, and before the break, Buck, we talked about the tremendous potential fiduciary problems that business owners can have when they sponsor a 401k plan, and I guess it falls under the heading of no good deed shall go unpunished. Um, But, you know, uh, before we get into a little bit more about that, to help our listeners, uh, when we talked on the phone, you gave me an example of a difference between a fiduciary and a butcher. Could you share that story with me? Because I think it really illustrates the point. Absolutely. Uh, It's actually uh, a butcher and a dietician. If we look at those two people and how they really look at uh, how they're going to work for you, normally the butcher is a person that is there to sell you meat. So it's not really an issue of, uh, you know, did you need vegetables in your diet? Did you need fruits and um, any other thing for you for your health? The butcher is really there to, to go through different cuts of meat and, and help you buy meat from him and to him to sell that to you. So it, it's not really an issue of uh, really trying to be objective. He's not going to really work too hard to try to get you over to the vegetable aisle. So when you look at the dietitian, the dietitian might be hired, and they're going to look at your overall health. They're going to make sure that you're doing a better job of taking care of you for long term and, and looking out what's actually best for you. Uh, as we talked about in the beginning, maybe do care and do loyalty to you, not necessarily to the fact that we need to sell meat. Okay, so that uh, my, my analogy was bad there. It should have been the difference between someone who's there to help you uh, by acting as a fiduciary versus a plan provider who's the butcher in that s- scenario, right? Exactly. Okay. Good, good, good reference. Okay. So um, now you talked about some of the questions that you start with. Can you share some of those questions uh, that maybe that you start an interview with with someone? Sure. If some of them are fairly easy, and then they get a little bit more complex. It might start out with uh, a question of, have all the plans fiduciaries uh, put 
took their role in writing and as they signed off on it. And that usually starts off very quickly that they would ask me what a fiduciary is. Uh, and it could be uh, the person that actually handles the payroll and actually makes sure that that money goes into uh, some form of payroll transfer to get it to the investment company that you're working with for your 401k. That person is a fiduciary. Someone's that t- t- they're touching the money. They're touching the money in exactly. some way. Okay. Exactly. They have that role. Uh, it could be, as you said initially, a, a person that actually signs a document as a trustee. It could be the business owner who had to make the decision or a board uh, that might make a decision as to who they hire for the investment management role, who they hire as an investment advisor or a third-party administrator. So every one of those people that touch the plan in those capacities is a fiduciary, and that's the first confusion that we have is they normally assume that maybe the fiduciary is the investment management company. And we have to go ahead and clarify that. We might go from there to, uh, does your investment committee, we assume you have one, a lot of times they don't, does your investment committee have an uh, investment policy statement that they follow or that they put in place to say, here's, here's how we actually form our processes and procedures on how we do actions for the plan. So there has uh, to be a process in writing there that, that they can refer back to if somebody comes along and says, does the Department of Labor ask to look for that to, at that? That's exactly right. Okay. And the, what's happened today, Bill, is it's gone from uh, the qualified plan is no longer really about performance. It's about process. Oh, good. Okay, I get it. And so along the way, it might be someone who even just the plan to, uh, administrator was saying, or the the service provider was saying, uh, what investments do you want in the plan? We can't tell you which ones, but we can give you some guidelines. But the person who makes the decision on behalf of the plan is a fiduciary. That's absolutely correct. And they so they better be able to show that they had a process for how they picked out those uh, something in writing, so that if someone comes calling, they can pull that out and say, here's here's our process. And now exactly, and uh, looking at last year's winners on the Money Magazine. Uh, uh, lineup is usually not the best way to do it. <laughs> okay, okay. So some other type type of not knee jerk reaction to what the market's doing right now, but maybe a more long term or a, a view of various components that go into a ranking system. Absolutely. Okay. We, you might use two or three different filters, and you might really look at quantitative information and qualitative. You you really want to have both in your process. Okay. And so what are some of the other things that you ask in your evaluation? Uh, We'll go through how long have you been with uh, the current advisor, the current record keeper slash investment management company, or the third-party administrator you have. And and some of the answers are a little bit out there. Uh, One of the most recent ones I've worked with, their answer was, we've been with the group that we've been with now for over 21 years. And that's not really, while that is good for loyalty. It's not good in the Department of Labor's eyes because they look for you to go out and make sure that your process for going out and finding these uh, service providers for your plan, that you might go through that every three to five years on the longest because things change, obviously, in the financial world very dramatically in short periods of time. Yeah, I know that uh, when you reach certain sizes of assets, that different pro- providers might be dominant in those those individ- those types of uh, sizes as you grow into them, right? So somebody that's really good as a startup provider might 
prove to be really expensive if you have a $10 million plan, for instance. Absolutely true. And one thing that group has not done in 21 years is evaluate uh, something called the share class of the investments that were in their plan. So what they exactly, as you said, a plan in startup might have a share class that has more expense than one that now that if they're at 3 to $5 million in assets, we might really need to review those share classes and those funds and investments to make sure that we're properly paying for what we're getting. Buck, we only have a couple minutes left, unfortunately. I want to have you back on, but tell us, uh, if you will, in a nutshell, what are some of the tips or ideas that business owners should be looking at right now to figure out if they need to be concerned about where they are and if they're going to potentially get audited? Very, very good point. And what I would say is uh, make sure you understand in the fiduciary arena what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to. Uh, be very careful that you understand and are aware of your role and your responsibilities as a planned fiduciary. And understand, as you mentioned earlier, Bill, that the fiduciary breaches that happen in the plan can affect you personally. And I can imagine a person who's gone through an exit strategy and has now put a great plan together for some kind of succession to find out next year that they were going to be audited and that they may have a fiduciary breach that could come in and be the average fine last year was $600,000. So there are several in excess of a million. So to find out that your plan might be upset by that process, you might need to look into outsourcing this type of situation to what I call a prudent expert, somebody who does it every day rather than uh, maybe I'm doing it right and maybe I'm not. And as you said, if the government now has found that they could raise a couple billion dollars in one year with audits, uh, they're just getting started. They're probably going to really gear up for this because there's tons of plans out there that are probably uh, operated in a less than perfect way. Uh, I've done about 27 plans in the last couple of years, Bill. I haven't seen one yet that probably could have passed an audit on first blush, and I think they're just at the tip of the iceberg. Buck, do you, uh, what's your website address? How can people get in touch with you? Our website is www.ecm-group.com. Uh, my email is buck at ecm-group.com, and they can find all of our contact information on our website. Is there any type of a preliminary evaluation or uh, assessment you can help them with through materials on there or a phone call? We can, absolutely, and been happy to go through it uh, long distance through. We do a lot of stuff through Skype, uh, and we also do it through phone call and other uh, manner. So okay. happy to do it. Buck, thanks very much. It's been a great interview. I do want to invite you back, and uh, we want to hear a lot more about this because it's an emerging issue. We want to keep on top of it. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Bill. We've been talking with Buck Blanton. and we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to uh, have another uh of our all-star reviews uh, 10 advisors short tips all strung together and then we'll be back with our next guest after that so please stay tuned at exitcoachradio.com we're interviewing over 100 top advisors to get you one minute tips ideas and precautions so you can be well planned we upload new content daily at 6 a.m and 1 p.m exitcoachradio.com come listen for a minute
Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 